Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. Call him There we are, Monday night in New Jersey. I hope you had a happy Easter. I hope you enjoyed this beautiful day. Oh, my God, you deserve it. Don't we all? Number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. So much to talk about tonight. So much going on. Wow. Uh, and again, such a beautiful day. Spent it out with my son, uh, both my sons, getting quarterback instructions from their coach. I'm the guy who snapped the ball. And when I got home, I realized I got a little bit of color today. Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice the first day you go out, you get a little bit of color, you look in the mirror and say, oh, wow, this is good. It's the beginning of the precursor of good things to come. Unless, of course, you go to Rutgers. Uh, my God. My God. And, and man, I, I feel bad for those that are going to graduate Rutgers this year. You know, you register in 2019 with all the hopes and dreams of college. You go to Rutgers of all places, the sanctuary school. And right now, the, the sanctuary is being provided from teachers uh, and uh, faculty and, uh, and administrators and the school. We're doing everything possible to keep you away. Uh, first day closed for the pandemic, right? Campus closure. Now, what are we dealing with? We got a strike. The first strike in the history. 257 years, they never had a strike. Now they've got a strike. Uh, but classes are pretty much going on. Unless, of course, they're canceled. Picket lines are also going on because you want to make that decision as a student as to decide whether or not you really want to cross a picket line, whether or not you should cross a picket line. There are people who feel very strongly about picket lines, uh, and that's a decision you have to make because you're paying to go to Rutgers. They're not giving you back any of the money uh, as they try to figure out, you know, try to get their act together. You are still paying. So uh, imagine your Rutgers experience if you started school in 2019. Well, you don't have to imagine it if you're already there. And I want to know from you your thoughts about what is going on at Rutgers. 1-800-283-101.5. Is chaos going on in the campus? The students are dealing with cancellations, some of the classes are without professors. Uh, How do you feel about the whole thing? You know, the division, the difference between uh, the students and the athletics. I have so many things to say about this. Uh, you know, why why can't they work this out? You know, why would the union strike now? Of course they're going to strike now because of where they get the most attention. But why is this dragged on for eight months? Why couldn't they settle this? What is the problem? And as far as the difference between, like, you know, how much money's going into athletics, they made that decision. We didn't get a say in that, right? The highest paid employee in the state of New Jersey is Greg Schiano, the Rutgers coach. But if they're putting money into athletics and uh, they're talking about the um, DoorDash deal for the athletes, well, that's part of the incentive. Now, I'm trying to just, and I'm not, you know, uh, defending it as much as I'm saying 
if you're recruiting students to come and play for Rutgers, you have to give them incentives to want to come. So one of the incentives would be, you know, we'll cover your DoorDash. State's paying for it, of course. The idea that, well, if Rutgers becomes like, uh, you know, a number one ranked football school, if you believe that's going to happen, I got some real estate to sell you in the Meadowlands. But uh, I want to know from you, though, 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel? How do you feel about what's going on at Rutgers? What would you like to see happen? What do you think will happen? Should the students get some of their money back because of this? The students had nothing to do with this. They're paying for it. They're paying tuition. And now they're not going to be able to get their classes. Professors are going to be out. You know, you have to put them in a position of whether or not they should be crossing the picket line. Are you from a union family? My father was a union rep for the FMBA. I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild. I would never cross a picket line. And now these kids, these students, are being forced to make that decision. Have you ever been in that position? You know, Rutgers President Jonathan Holloway issues a statement Sunday night saying the students and the univer- are the university's number one concern. And we'll do all that we can so that their progress is not impeded by a strike. Well, here's what you do. Close the school. Close the school until you get it settled. That'll make that'll put the rush on getting it settled and not have it drag on ad nauseum. 1-800-283-101.5. If you're at Rutgers, if you go to Rutgers, if you're a parent and you have a child at Rutgers, how do you feel about what's going on? Who are you blaming for this and what would you like to see happen? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, we have an NJ1015.com, uh, what it means for the students, all the announcements. And basically what it means for the students is chaos. What it means for the students is an impedance to their graduation, a hindrance. It's not what they signed up for. It's not what they're paying for. And if you really want to figure out how to settle this, go in to the costs of the tuition and find the fat. And maybe work out the deal that way to pay the teachers. How does this drag on for eight months? Sooner or later, something had to get done. And uh, again, I, I understand why they're striking now. Is it about the students? No, it's about them. It's about their paycheck. It's about their money. The students are the collateral damage. You're not paying me. I want money. Same thing with athletes, right? The athletes worry about the fans when they don't play, when they hold out. No, they want their money. Same thing as this. Now, where are you on this? 1-800-283-101.5. So a couple of questions. How do you feel about what the uh, athletics department gets versus what the students get? How do you feel about the fact that the strike is happening right now as we get so close to graduation, as we get so close to the end of the year? And should any money be given back? Should the students get a refund because the school is not delivering? Paul is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Paul. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? (laughs) I'm not too bad. This thing with the school striking, that's absolutely absurd. I mean, yeah, I grew up in a union family in California. My father was a member of the union there. And it was needed there because there was no ability for individuals or even groups to try to negotiate with anybody 
for benefits, raises, etc. But in something like this, with the school and teachers going on strike, whatever, that is wrong. If a student is not able to get their classes, they could be refunded for exactly the amount of time that the teachers aren't there. If they can't get an entire class, they get refunded for the semester. I agree. I agree. The school, the student put up the money. They're paying for a service. And if they're not getting that service, then it's incumbent on the school to give them a refund or close the doors. Now, if you close the doors and you say, listen, we're, we're not going to, you know, it's just Rutgers is just slithering their way. Are we going to leave everything open? No. Oh, no, yeah, because right. I'm not getting the quality of the education I paid for. Paul, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts on the Rutgers strike? Should the students be getting money back for the time the strike is going on? They're paying for this. is not what they're paying for. Or should the school be closed until they figure this out? 1-800-283-101.5. Whatever you want to say about the Rutgers strike, whatever, you know, weigh in with your thoughts. This is the town square. This is where we come to talk about this stuff. This is the first strike of this university in 257 years. We'll have to talk about Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them at the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com. Today is fast traffic. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey weather brought to you by the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation. Whether you're an elite athlete or just someone struggling with pain, Dr. Jody Sierra at the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation cares about improving the function of your body. Go to lesspainbetterhealth.com to learn more. 1-800-283-101.5. For the first time in 257 years, more than 9,000 faculty members at Rutgers University went on strike this morning. There are punk rock bands, there are picket lines, they're trying to negotiate, the governor is pissed, and uh, where do you stand on it? Donna's in Maple Shade on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Donna. Hi, how are you? Good, how about you? Good, good, thank you. What are you thinking? Uh, I think it's utterly ridiculous. I said I have a daughter who's graduating um, in May, and now this is pulled. You know, like you said, it's been... A long time that they could have settled this. Yeah, for eight months they couldn't come to a turn. They couldn't come to an agreement. They couldn't work this out. Exactly. And now, of course, we all know why they're doing it at this time because of the graduation coming. And you know, like I just, I just think it's utterly ridiculous that this happens in education like this. Yeah, and, and you know what? When you're paying for it. Well, that's the thing. And you know what? You should be getting some money back. If they can't be there, then they should be refunding money. Right. And why should my daughter continue to do the work that she's doing and the professors are telling her to do the work because you never know, you know, and she's worried about her grades. And now if they do strike and this continues, is it a pass fail? You know, she wants to go to grad school. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, there are deadlines being imposed on her now, too, for the next level, for the next step. Yes. Yes. Now, you know what? They should definitely be refunding some money. Donna, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How do you feel about that? They're not providing the service. You know, it's not the student's fault that the teachers and, uh, you know, the administrators and the school couldn't come to an, an agreement. 
So they let it lapse. They got to get to this point. The union pulls a strike. And now the students have to suffer. And you're out this money. 1-800-283-101.5. What a BS school. I mean, for four years, right? The campus, you know, they closed the campus during the pandemic. Now you got to deal with this. Where do you stand on this? If you go to Rutgers, how do you feel? Are you upset? Does it bother you? Or is it like, ah, we got the day off. This will be fun. More memories to tell our grandchildren one day. Remember when they struck at Rutgers? Mom and dad are writing the checks of a different story to tell. 1-800-283-101.5. Rutgers President Jonathan Holloway said Sunday night, the university is negotiating good faith on wages and other issues. And last month said Rutgers made an offer that exceeds the offer that the unions agreed to four years ago. A lot has happened in the last four years. How much was gas four years ago? How much was anything four years ago? And you exceeded the offer. Wow. Tell you what, work that out in your contract, uh, President Holloway. Whatever you were making four years ago at Rutgers, you want to go work for that? I'll bet you this offer exceeded that offer. Kathy's in Lakewood under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathy. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? Hey, any better? I couldn't hardly stand it. So, yeah, right. <laughs> College professors do not work a 35 or a 40-hour work week. There are times when they work longer, but they've got their lesson plans done for years. A little updating here and there. Number one, let them do their own work. Get rid of the graduate assistant. That's kind of like a financial aid thing for the graduate students. Right. If you don't like the money, go work somewhere else. Let the professors grade their own papers, run their own classes, administer their own tests. You don't need graduate assistants. There's savings right there. When I went to a four-year school, I worked three jobs at the same time I was maintaining, uh, you know, a high average because I wanted it that bad. I didn't have a graduate assistant position. Eliminate that. That'll save you some money right there. There are so many things they could go in if they really wanted to save money. And that's the thing. But yeah. they, it doesn't seem like they want to. How can this go on for eight months? It's it's insane. That's your educators. That's your educators. Look what they're doing in the lower grade schools. These are the educators, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going, what are you doing? Somebody's got to educate the educators. Kathy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How do you feel about what's going on at Rutgers? How do you, what do you think is going to happen at Rutgers? How do you think it's going to play out? Right? Union officials are looking for agreements on better pay for adjunct faculty members, graduate workers, more job security for all teaching staff, pay that keeps up with inflation, affordable housing options for graduate students, and forgiveness for students, overdue fines and fees. Dave is in Berlin under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dave. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, you? Listen, well, my daughter went to Rowan. And right. She graduated from Rowan. Right. She graduated with a mass, with a, a, a mass amount of debt, and but she got a proper education. She's working hard, and she likes it. Now, you have a place like Rutgers, which is, quote, unquote, oh, God, Rutgers is like the diamond jubilee of education. Not so much. If the, if the teachers can't provide with their union. And the school can't provide with their union. I'd like to see the parents join together in a class action suit against both of them. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. If there's a lawyer out there who wants to take a shot at that, get the parents together, come up with a class action suit, sue them for the tuition. I mean, seriously, this is who's getting screwed here? The students are getting well, screwed if here. Tuition, if my tuition, putting me as one of the students, if my tuition was, let's say, $2,000, to take your course, 
um, I would be suing you for 10. Well, here's the other thing. You got to pay for the student loan, right? And the student loan companies ought to be going after Rutgers. But then again, they're going to suck the money out of the kids. Dave, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, well, they're negotiating, uh, you know, in Trenton. Meanwhile, at the campuses, the party's going on. You got all kinds of students, faculty, punk rock bands. They got all kinds of chants and stuff. The rallies are continuing. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about what's going on at Rutgers? 1-800-283-101.5. If we don't get a resolution, there are many losers. And how do you feel about the uh, athletics versus the students? That's another thing that's going on. And again, you know, as far as the stu- you know the athletics go, they're making money for the athletic department. So you have to you're trying to lure people, players to come to Rutgers. So whatever it means, whatever you have to give them, whatever you know you feel is right. If you want to give them DoorDash deals or whatever, then they make that back in ticket sales for the games and all that. So the idea that, well, they're getting DoorDash deals, should we get DoorDash deals? Maybe you let the athlete make their own DoorDash deal since they are now allowed to, you know, go get endorsements. 1-800-283-101.5. Just a thought. What are your thoughts? It's 730. Busy weather brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvements. Carl's is your one-stop shop for incredible service on all your outdoor home improvement needs. Decking, roofing, siding, windows, and doors, and, of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit buycarls.com. That's buycarls.com. 9,000 faculty teachers uh, on strike at Rutgers. First time in 257 years it's come to this. It's been going on for eight months, and finally they decided now's the time to walk off the job. Rutgers is saying we're going to stay open regardless of that. Who needs a professor in your class? Andrew's on the Parkway under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andrew. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for taking my call. Listen, I, uh, I'm from a different school, okay? I'm, I'm 29 years old. I want to make something very, very clear. First of all, 9,000 teachers walked off the job. First of all, there's, what, 257 years, you said, since the last time? That, that 257 years. Well, no, it never wow. happened before. First time in its history. Never happened before. Well, guess what? Let me tell you something. Do you want those same educators educating your children if they're willing to walk off the, the job for money? Are those the right people? Well, right but the Andrew, Andrew, why, why do you yeah. think they come to work? They're not going to work to educate that's your children. True. They're going to work to make true. money. You can't blame them yeah. for that. But what? what? What money are they? Are the children going to make that are making the payments for the teachers that are asking for more money? Let me ask you. Let me tell you something, okay? I work on Wall Street. On Wall Street, there's no question about anything other than you. I don't care whether you have a GED or a PhD. You make as much money as you can make on the phone. You know what I was handed when I started my uh, my career? A telephone. Nothing else. So you know what they were handed? An opportunity. You know what the opportunity is? The opportunity to use chat GPT, first of all, which the teachers are can be replaced by, but moreover, they have all of the academic material needed. So if they want to complain, it's because they're lame. Andrew, you know Andrew, 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 hold on, hold on. You're yes. to, now, you're talking about apples and oranges, okay? The teachers are not given a phone and told to go make as much money as possible. What you have is a gift. If you have the gift of hustle, no, no, no. and you can go, let me finish. I, I let you talk. You got to oh, yes, let sir. me talk, okay? Absolutely. Not everybody, uh, right, not, the, the, these teachers, they have a union. They negotiated a deal. They're working from, you know, they work for a salary. This is what they get. Now the contract came up. They want to make, you know, they, they want a new offer. It's been going on for eight months. How does it get to this point? 
So the problem here is that, you know, this never should have gotten to this point. But the other thing is, if the students are going to get screwed, if you're paying for a service and you're not getting that service, then you should be refunded some money. And not spend the rest of your life paying a student loan off for a class that the professor's not there because he's on strike. You're 100% right before, for, uh, in, in the following way. Yeah, we all work for a living, okay? Right. That's, that's for sure. But right. let me ask you this question. Go ahead. Okay, isn't it survival of the fittest? But this uh, isn't, but again... They can't make but, it, they shouldn't. But this isn't about survival. These teachers are hired. They're in, un- yeah, they're in a union. No, not te- that's the teachers. The teachers... Oh, you're correct. talking about the students? trying to survive. Yes, I am talking about the students. If the students want to march instead of uh, read their books, the students about aren't marching. Right, no, 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 Andrew, no Andrew, the teachers are, the faculty are picketing. That. The students aren't picketing. Students are just out to have a good time. They have no school. They can't go to class. That's so right. they're, they're walking around hanging out. This isn't about that. The students point. didn't walk off That's the, the job. What would happen if you did that and I did that? You know what happened? Me and you would both be We would have no together. choice. If you went to work on right. Wall Street, to, no, wait a minute. If you went to work on Wall Street and Wall Street was on strike and you couldn't do your job, what would you do? As students. I, I'll tell you what I did. In 2020, I'll tell you what I did. We're, we're a funding company. And you know what happened? We're an MCA firm, Sphinx Capital. Here's the deal. We literally lost 70% of our market. Why? We buy and sell revenue. You know what I had to do? I had to eliminate 90% of my team. And I had to work. I, I had two strokes. I'm 29 years old. I lived in Mexico Andrew, for a year. Building take care of yourself. I, I listen. I'll take care of myself as long as this. We remember this. One day, all this payment for education is, is going to go towards four or five categories. The people that maintain the things that are maintaining everything else, and those people eventually will be like, "Get this before I go." As a topic, because I don't even know if it makes any sense. But why do we think that ChatGPT is thinking in a, in the you know it has a face and it has a mind and it has a thought? How do we even know it, it doesn't understand? ChatGPT is something totally different. It knows what we know. Andrew, I got to cut you off. I only have four minutes already. I mean, the thing about ChatGPT is a completely other to- a completely other topic. As far as what we're talking about is the Rutgers strike. 1-800-283-101.5. Let's talk to Joe and Patterson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Joe. Hey, Steve. uh, Great subject matter. You know, um, I agree the students. It's all about the students. Uh, Rutgers was a – I always wanted good Rutgers. I was not smart enough to get in there. Uh, Great tuition. Um, But uh, the teachers deserve every penny they get, uh, you know, because they perform – well, let me, on the other hand, let me ask you this, Steve. Right. The football coach has not been performing. How come he does not, is not forced to take a pay cut? Because it's the contract that he negotiated, and that's it. And otherwise, he leaves. I mean, you don't force somebody to take a pay cut because they're not performing. If you did that, nobody on the Jets would make any money. <laughs> Uh, I mean, come on. Could you imagine that? Every year they go to you and say, you know, I, I don't know what their pay, you know, what their pay is based on, but you can't do that. The difference, you know, it's, it's the difference between sports as well and athletics. I'm sorry, the difference between sports and academics. So the students are on one hand and the, and the athletes are on the other. But the athletes are, nobody's going after the student. Nobody's going after the students to come to Rutgers. They want to come. They get scholarships. It's the athletes they're going after. And then to get them to come to Rutgers, you're giving them the tuition. Or you're giving them the DoorDash. Or you're giving them whatever it is they need. But it really, to me, is apples and oranges. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think he, the coach is the highest paid uh, employee. In the, he is the highest paid employee in the state. But then again, they decided. Now, again, nobody said they had to do this. You know, Rutgers had to be Big Ten. They decided this is what they wanted to do. So if this is what you're going to do, then you have to compete at that level. 
Otherwise, don't be Big Ten. Get rid of the coach, take that money, put it into academics. What are you? Do you really I, I see the day when... Competing, they're not competing at Big Ten, so well, I, I don't I, see I them... Yeah, exactly. Do you see the day Rutgers becomes like the number one, you know, number one in the country? Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. No offense against Rutgers, but there are just too many bigger, better schools that are going to lure more students. Uh, the weather, all kinds of things. In the market of flipping homes, Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage will help you get your home sold fast and for the most money possible. Warren and Bonnie acquired a home in Plainfield as part of an estate. They decided to sell it. They listed it with Rob and his team who employed their world-class marketing, getting 43 showings, multiple offers in only 10 days on the market. The home sold for $350,000. That was $15,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Rob's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and experience negotiating attracts the best offer from the most qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com or Google robsellsnj. And then you start packing. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. You will meet till 11 o'clock tonight. Rutgers is on strike. Began today. spent eight months trying to work it out. They could not. So now uh, there are rallies across the three campuses. Governor Murphy has gotten involved in the talks. He wants to lock the door until there's a settlement. I agree. Close the school until there's a settlement. Don't screw these kids. Don't send them to school with professors that aren't going to be there trying to figure out how to do it on their own and at the same time for every day the school is closed deduct it from their tuition then you see how fast this gets done 1-800-283-101.5 the students are caught in the middle of this they have nothing to do with this you know the strike you know the the uh the protesters are on the picket lines are you listening we are picketing how about are you listening we're not paying I mean, they could spend the rest of their lives paying these freaking student loans for days that they couldn't even get into class? What's up with that? Peter's in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Peter. Yeah, Steve, I want to make four points, and then you can interject. Thank you, Peter. Um, I have two degrees, one in business from Mercer County and one in business administration, Bachelor of Science. Now, they have, there is a course at Ryder in which it teaches union law and unions in general. They have the right to strike, but the students should not suffer for non-payment of tuition. They should be reimbursed, and the state should get involved to settle the situation very quickly because graduation is coming, and many want to go on to college and for their masters in the fall. You hold back the money and you'll see how fast this thing gets settled. True. Yeah. You say, you know what? You're you're not getting paid until uh, you know, we work this out and then you'll see. Close the school. Now don't it's just it, it's dangerous to keep the school open with you had all these people running around and everything and then you go to class and there's no class or the class got canceled. You went all the way out there. Screw it. We're closing the school you don't until want to we cross get this the done. Picket line. And that's the other biggest thing. That if you have any kind of a conscience, 
you don't want to cross a picket line. If you were striking, you wouldn't want anyone to cross your picket line. And these kids, you know, these uh, have no experience with this, probably. So now you're putting them in a position that maybe the parents disagree with. And, and, they, shouldn't, and the thing is they shouldn't be put in that position. Any of these um, kids, they come from backgrounds in which their parents are teachers and are of the union. Right. If and, they are heavy in the union, they will tell them, do not cross the picket line. It might affect your future. Exactly. Peter, good stuff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Someday, God knows what's going to happen to you in your career, on your social media, in your life where everything is an open book now. You don't want it out there that at one point, for whatever reason, you crossed the picket line. Well, I was going to school. I needed it to graduate. They were on strike. I know. Hey, we don't want to hear it. He crossed the picket line. You don't need that. Joe's in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joe. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good, Joe. How are you doing? Hey, I got a question. I, I uh, make to ask your cousin, and I didn't think about it. Hey, can you answer Which one of my cousins questions? did you mean to ask? Oh, uh, Rich. My cousin Rich, you asked, and he didn't know? No, no, I forgot to ask. Oh, you forgot I, to I, ask. I had a funeral on a Sunday, and I didn't go, and I didn't think. Well, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. You you were going to ask him on Sunday, but you had to go to a funeral. Yes. My condolences. Thank you, okay. my brother-in-law. Well, Listen, your brother-in-law died. I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, very bad situations. Uh, okay. But the question is, and I didn't know. Another people I've asked is, "Well, thinking is a joke question. What's the difference between a power ballad and an anthem?" Were you going to play it at the funeral? No, no, no. He liked oh. rock and roll. He liked a lot of stuff. But it's just a general question. Oh, that, okay. So you want to know a power ballad? And why do you ask? Because a lot of early Bon Jovi stuff and a lot of Journey is power ballad. And a lot of uh, Queen, We Will Rock You, uh, the one, uh, na 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 hey, hey, na um, That's Steve, na na hey, 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 kiss him goodbye. Right. That's an anthem. A lot of, there's just a lot of things that are anthem. And what is the difference? Okay. A power ballad is kind of like a love song. I'll be there for you. Power ballad. I can't fight this feeling anymore. Power ballad. My opinion. Uh, anthem is the kind of stuff you rally around. We will rock you. We're not going to take it. Uh, you know, that's more anthem. That's the kind of stuff you scream out at concerts everybody sings along with, you know. You're at the game and you hear back in black when the defense takes the field. Anthem. Okay. Sound good? Uh, the gentleman that asked me if I had anything to comment about the uh, Rutgers stuff, uh, a little bit in, in reference to, I was found out that the football coach uh, for the college gets some stupid numbers. Some, I don't remember, it was 250 or he's the highest paid. He's the highest paid athlete in the state of New Jersey, Joe. Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. He's highest paid. Uh, he's the highest paid employee in the state of New Jersey. But again, if you decide, you, you know, when you, you want to play at the $100 table, then you're going to spend $100 money. Rutgers wants to be in the Big Ten. They got to spend big money in order to get a quality coach. Greg Schiano is a quality coach. So, you know, that, that's just uh, that's the deal that you made. New Jersey's news, traffic, and weather authority. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevelis talking to you till 11 o'clock at 1-800-283-101.5 with uh, lots to talk about. Oh, my God. Go on NJ1015.com. 
and uh, check out check out one of my more embarrassing moments. First of all, first of all, uh, we had Jim Hutchinson on, who's the managing editor of Fisherman Magazine, talking about the uh, wind power impact on the whales and the dolphins, and it was a really good conversation, and he explains a lot about what's going on, and uh, I corresponded with him afterwards, so I got the story in the interview. Uh, if you're concerned about what's going on with the dolphins and the whales washing up at the beach, uh Go to nj1015.com and read all about it. Then there's my embarrassing moment. And uh, you ever have a want to get away moment? Did you ever have like a totally embarrassing moment, which is like the uh, Saturday night. I'm, I'm invited to the uh, reception at the Bergen County Performing Arts Center up in Englewood. And uh, it takes place at a Mercedes dealership. And afterwards, we go, and they had, like, the open bar, and they had great food. Uh, it, it was truly a great time, right? And uh, heading uh, heading up the festivities, headlining the show is Jay Leno. Jay Leno, of course, from The Tonight Show. Jay Leno, you bet your life. Jay Leno, I've been a longtime fan of, the world champion of stand-up comedy. And Jay Leno is going to be headlining this show. And... I, I was lucky enough to, I brought, it was at the uh, Benzel Bush Mercedes up in Englewood. So uh, I was lucky enough to bring Leno on back in the Valley Forge Music Fair in the 80s when I was doing the updates on the Howard Stern Show. So uh, I get the call up there and I'm thinking, you know what? I want to go. I want to interview Jay Leno. And I'm not sure if Leno's talking anymore, you know, and I know he'd been in an accident. I wanted to interview him. So I get there, open the doors, and he's right in front of me doing a television hit. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. So I walk over to him, and I put my phone in his face. And I say, hey, Jay, Steve Trevelyan, New Jersey, 101 for him. Hey, how you doing? Okay, so we're walking. I say, listen, you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? Figure if he turns me down, I got nothing to lose. I'll just cover the event. But if I can talk to him, and I can get him to open up. Yeah, yeah, walk with me, talk with me. We're walking across the dealership. And I'm asking him who his favorite comic is. I'm asking him uh, what his thoughts are on late night television. Because, you know, Jay talked about, uh, he was asked on a Today Show what he thought about late night television. And he said, you know, it's become too politicized. It's become uh, weaponized. And they caught a lot of flack for that. So he's really on the table going, you know what? There's too much politics here. And he's going on and on and on. And I even brought up, you know, American Hot Wax where he's making out with Fran Drescher. It's a great scene where he plays a chauffeur. And we talked about that in the movie. And then it's at that point that I realize that I did not hit record on the phone. And imagine this moment. We are walking. Now it's just he and I. And now the media... All the other people with the microphones are trying to catch up to us. But I got him. And I'm like, Jay, Jay, Jay. I, 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 I didn't realize I wasn't recording. No, no, you're recording. No, I'm not recording. Could we do it again? Now, at this point, I'm expecting to get landed on. And Jay's like, okay, yeah, do it again. And we did it. And by this time now, like, I'm rushing the questions. He's rushing the answers. And uh, they catch up to me. I go, hey, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Are you with the media? And I'm like, yeah. And uh, then they, you know, I, I told them who I was. Then they they knew and everything was okay. But you want to talk about an embarrassing moment. 
Right. I got the story at NJ1015.com. Jay did a hell of a show. It was a great time. The, the Bergen County Performing Arts Center was fantastic. Uh, the, the singers that they have, the dancers, the players. I got the story at NJ1015.com. I got the, uh, the schedule. But uh, I want to know from you. What's an what's your most embarrassing moment? Did you ever have an embarrassing moment? Did you ever have a want to get away moment? Did you ever put your foot in your mouth in front of somebody or do something so really embarrassingly stupid? 1-800-283-101.5 or am I the only one? Give me give me your story, right? I'm trying to interview Jay Leno. I actually get the guy and uh forget to turn the microphone on while we're talking. And here we are, like with a crowd of people behind us. And they're like, you know, and I'm like trying to shut them out as I ask the questions. And they're like, excuse me, excuse me, thank you, thank you. And, and yeah, and, and I, who is this guy? And then uh, I, are you with anybody in like New Jersey 101.5? Oh, Steve, you're the one. Because we only corresponded through email. But 1-800-283-101.5. Take me off the hook here. Make me feel better. Give me an embarrassing story that happened to you. Or a want to get away moment. Something that happened in your life where everything you thought it was going all of a sudden it was great, then all of a sudden, not so much. 1-800-283-101.5. And I, I, I was thinking I could just go through with this and not say anything. You know, I, I could just make it sound. I just turn it on and let it keep going, which would have been not a bad idea. And then just kind of find a way to like re-ask the questions. But no, stupid me. In, in the heat of the moment, what are you thinking? You know, in the heat of the moment, you're like, mm. just like that guy that was on the plane. Uh, there was a guy on a plane uh, who uh, ordered a gin and tonic and they wouldn't give him the gin and tonic. And did you see this? It was in the New York Post today. Guys on a flight orders a gin and tonic, wouldn't give him the gin and tonic. And he makes a scene. They throw him off the plane and he refuses to get off the plane. And then they got video that was on TikTok of the cops trying to throw him off the plane. Or like, you know, trying to talk him into getting up and leaving. And he refuses to get up and leave. And then the next thing you know, they are, you see the cops uh, dragging this guy off the plane. And he starts crying like a baby. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was the weirdest thing. 1-800-283-101.5. You're going to leave me here to hang, right? Give me an embarrassing moment. I don't want to be the only guy that made a fool of himself lately. So did you ever have a moment where you just totally made a fool of yourself? Or you did something so ridiculously stupid? 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. And like I said, the uh, the Jay Leno story is up on NJ1015.com, the Bergen County Performing Arts Center, the uh, grand opening. I guess they open every couple of years. I don't know. They've been around forever. Amy Grant's going to be there. Chris Body's going to be there. Uh, a good time shall be had by all. And uh, I want to know the Jonas Brothers are going to be there. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, if you've been thinking about adding a pet to your family, my friends at Pet Center and Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Oldbridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101. 
101.5. Weather brought to you by W. Danley Electrical. Weather is unpredictable, but with a Generac automatic standby generator from W. Danley, you'll always have power. By now, get 0% financing with payments as low as $139 a month. Visit Danley911.com. Terms and conditions apply. Let me tell you about the time I interviewed Jay Leno. Forgot to turn the mic on. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. You tell me. Give me an embarrassing moment out of your life so I don't feel so bad here. Doreen is in Marlton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Doreen. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. What did you do? Okay, so bad me. Invite us to a party down in Fishtown. So all the houses are like, they're row homes. Right. So she gives me a new dress. I go to the party, and I go, and she's like, you're not going to know anybody, but you'll love them all. They're a lot of fun. Just come. You're my sister, and I'll, I'll be there before you. So I go to the party, and she's not there. And I, and who are you here for? I said, well, my sister Stacy. So I'm, next thing you know, I'm, like, eating food, then I'm drinking the drinks, then right. I'm serving people, and I'm helping them do shots and jelly shots. And I said, where's my sister at? They're like, oh, Stacy called. She's running late. I'm like, she left, like, an hour before me. What do you mean? So... Next thing you know, everybody's in the family room, and they said, oh, Doreen, come in here. I walked in, and they said, uh, is that your sister? I looked down, and I'm like, oh, it wasn't my sister. I was at the wrong place. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seven shots. I'm in the refrigerator, like, picking out their food. Who wants ham? Who wants cheese? Oh, my God. So I said, that's it. I'm leaving. They said, no, 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 don't leave. Please stay. Your party's going to suck. You're awesome. Stay with <laughs> You had a better party. I, I got to go. I don't even know these people. Did you stay? You, so you left? No, yes. So I left. You should have stayed. You made a whole bunch of new friends and you had a better party. Oh, they said, please come back. Please come back. Well, we get in the car to leave and I kind of like. Clip the car behind me, and I said, I'm not coming back. Well, in that case, yeah, you better not come back. If you're going to clip the car on your way out, then you don't want to come back. Oh, that's a great that's story. That's fine, right? You're at the wrong party for two hours and just enjoying yourself. <laughs> you, that's pretty good, though, because you know what? Most people would have, you lasted two hours in an environment where you knew nobody, and you were drinking their booze, you were eating their food. That was pretty good by you. <laughs> and you made new friends. I was learning a dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, look at you. You're running a dishwasher. Really? You made yourself at home. Oh, my God. They loved me. I was, like, cleaning, and oh, that was funny. <laughs> hey. I think that's why they didn't want me to leave. If you were cleaning, they would have definitely wanted you to stay. Man, that's a great story. Doreen, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I had to do a, I was a DJ, mobile DJ, and I got booked to do a Moose Lodge in Point Pleasant. And it was before GPS. I'm running down there, and I'm running late. And uh, I get directions from a 7-Eleven. This is in the 90s. And I set up. I see this moose outside of the hall. I set up. And nobody's showing up. And I asked the guy, you know, where's, uh, where's everybody? He goes, what? There's no party. I said, well, why do you say anything? I didn't know what you were doing. And I said, so isn't this the Moose Lodge? He goes, no, this is the Elk's Lodge. And I go outside and I'm looking. I said, that's an elk? I thought it was a moose. Had a breakdown. Set up, real true story. Had to set up, you know, six blocks away, wherever it was that it happened. You know, those want to get away moments. Uh, give me an embarrassing story. Give me something stupid that you did or something, somehow where you embarrassed yourself. 1-800-283-101.5. So this guy I was talking about earlier, uh, a disgruntled passenger. It's on Reddit and, uh, you could see it. American Airlines traveler, uh, Asked what he's done to prompt his removal. The two men who appear to be officers argue that he was not being respectful 
He wanted a gin and tonic. They wouldn't give it to American Airlines advertises that they do give you, you know, pre-flight drinks. But if I, obviously they wouldn't give one to him. Uh, the Post reached out to American Airlines for comment. They wouldn't do it. Or they haven't commented yet. But in the clip, the passengers are heard yelling at the guy to get off the aircraft. He remains seated, unwilling to budge. He pulls out his phone to record the altercation. The phone gets removed from his hand. Uh, the officers... Uh, then wrangle the man into handcuffs in the aisle, eventually resorting to forcefully grabbing the passenger, yanking him out of his seat, and he screams out to stop. And uh, as he's being taken off the plane, he starts, like, freaking out, like crying like a baby. Uh, unbelievable. The Reddit post shared the forum in public freakout, garnered over 33,000 votes, more than 4,000 comments, many of which bashed the guy for his calamity. I mean, you got to remember, if you're on a plane and uh, they're asking you to leave, you're leaving. There's nothing you're going to do at that point to get yourself out of it. The best thing to do here is to just leave. You know, I'll throw this out there. Have you ever, uh, you know, have you ever witnessed any hijinks on a plane or been involved in any problems on a plane. Have you ever been asked to leave a plane? 1-800-283-101.5 or saw someone asked to leave a plane? How does it work out? You know, what's the most obnoxious thing you've ever seen on a plane? I mean, Howie Roseman tells the story. Uh, I got to get this. The general manager of the Eagles about how uh, he had, let me see if I can find this here. He had been, uh, he ends up on a plane. Uh, now, 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 of course, I can't find it, right? Uh, basically, Howie goes on a plane and the athlete sits in front of him and pushes the seat all the way back into him. And that bit of guy that he had been negotiating with. Uh, I see, I got to find it now. But anyway, give me a 1-800-283-101.5. Give me an embarrassing moment that you had in your life or an embarrassing moment that you've seen on a plane or in an airport. I can't believe this, right? This thing had been this thing had been on the website forever. And uh hold on. Let's see if I got it now. Hold on. Uh huh. Nah, I'm not finding it. What do you got? All right. So my most embarrassing moment, at least yeah. that I felt internally as my my most embarrassing moment, um, there was one time way, way back in elementary school, uh, I decided that, <laughs> that you know, I was going to wash my hands, but I really wanted to get it to the elbows. I don't know what convinced me of this, so I was like really washing my hands really hard, and right. I looked down, and I'm like covered in water. And so my thought was, oh, man, I'm covered in water. I better go get a change of pants from the nurse instead of thinking to myself, oh, I'll just let it dry and, you know, tell people, oh, I didn't wet myself. Or <laughs> you know, like we all say. And uh, so I show up to class in a change of pants, not realizing that, that is some that is way worse. Oh, and so man. People are asking questions they're like, why do you got different pants on? Like, weren't you wearing jeans earlier? <laughs> All right, listen to this. Listen to this. This is uh, this is Howie Roseman uh, with the with the Kelsey Brothers podcast. 
We ask all the players, what's your welcome to the NFL moment as a player? Where you got your okay? Yeah. I got one, actually. There was an issue with T.O. You know, you probably heard about it. I've heard. Yeah, heard rumors. It was awful that year. You know, we ended up 5-11, and 11, just bad year. Donovan got hurt, T.O. suspended. And so Andy basically says, hey, listen, everyone's tired. Everyone's freaking exhausted. Like, let's take two weeks and we'll reconvene. We'll have plenty of time to talk about the team. You know, the offseason is a little longer than it is now. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to South Florida and go to Miami for a couple of days and get some sun on my face. And I get upgraded. So I'm like, man, maybe things are turning a little bit. And so, you know, I get on the plane and the pilot comes on. He's like, we're just waiting for one passenger and then we'll be on our way to Miami. And I realized that like, the seat in front of me is open. So the passenger we're probably waiting for is the person that's going to sit in front of me. As they're about to close the doors, T.O. walks on the plane. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and so T.O., he looks at me. You know, I am kind of was in the middle of that, you know, like dealing with that, which is a whole different story for a different day. Great story. And he kind of looks at me, nods his head. He takes his seat and he jacks it into my lap for the two, two and a half hours. And he gets off the seat. I was like, have a good trip in Miami. <laughs> And he was like, fuck you, you know, and I was like, okay, so it's not all going to be championship games and Super Bowls. Great player, but it, it was definitely welcome to the NFL. That's from the Kelsey Brothers podcast. Do you believe that? <laughs> That's a good story. That's good. Uh, you got an embarrassing moment? I remember when I was um, uh, living in New York City, I was riding the crowded A train back up to Washington Heights to go home. Right. It's crowded train rush hour. And I see this this guy goes up to this woman and er, no, this guy's sitting down. He says, please, miss, have my seat. I want you to have my seat. Um, and she said, well, why are you giving me my seat? And he goes, because you're pregnant. She goes, I'm not pregnant. Oh. <laughs> the whole train did exactly <laughs> what you did. <laughs> want to get away. 830. Um. Weather brought to you by Rick Atena Auto Group. Get to know the all-new Lexus RX SUV redesigned for 2023. Scheduled test drive at Rick Atena Lexus and experience the uncompromising luxury of the RX all-wheel drive. Visit Rick Atena Lexus in Monmouth, Freehold, Larchmont, or White Plains. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevely's looking for uh, something embarrassing. You know, like uh, like the time I interviewed Jay Leno and um, forgot to turn the mic on. These things will happen, right? These, these things could happen. Jim is in Morris County on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jim. Hi, Steve. How Hi, you Steve. doing? How you doing? Good. The fellow that called in last week about the underage drinking. Remember oh. I told you my dad on the, my dad on the B-24 bombers? <laughs> I do. I do remember, Jim. Okay. okay. Anyway, I got a good story for you. A guy gets okay. up in the morning at right. 5 o'clock to walk his dog. Right. He's a limo driver. Right. Okay? He's a limo driver. Right. And he takes his dog back. He gets picks up the car. You go out to take the car home, you know, and then pick up the passenger early in the morning. Right. He picks up the passenger. What he did was when he was walking his dog, he must have went near a skunk. And the scent from the smell got on his clothes. Oh, no. He picks up the passenger. Okay, gets in the car, picks up the passenger, and the passenger gets a scent on him. Oh, no. And somehow moving his luggage around, and I know you got to be neat when you got to wear a suit. You got to be neat because I did it tw over 20 years ago right. at the time. So anyway, he picks, picks the passenger and takes him to the terminal. He gets his luggage and he goes, and he must have had a carry-on bag. And his right. luggage probably went, you know, where it's supposed to go. Right. And, uh... He, they won't let him on a plane on account of the scent. <laughs> For some reason, I guess you know when they let you on the plane when you when you first board, right. they must have smelled it. And they you wouldn't think? let him on. How could you not smell skunk? I mean, how did he not know? No, I know it's a scent. You want to know something? When I was a kid, 
I kicked the skunk with a sneaker. Uh, okay? And it, you know, for some reason, I was coming home one night. I went to school the next day, and everybody's saying, you smell like a skunk. But I couldn't smell it. There's not enough to make it. Somebody can smell on you, or if it's uh Oh, no, Jay. You know. You know. I, I'm telling you. You're driving in your car, you could smell it. You know. You yeah. know. Yeah, and, and no matter how long you drive, it still smells. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know that thing you're driving down the road, all of a sudden you smell the skunk, so you roll your window, you roll your windows down, and you roll them up again because you want to get the smell out of your car, even though the smell is outside your car and permeating its way in your car. Yeah, you know if you've got the skunk smell. Uh, Meg is in Doylestown. Hi, Meg. Steve, how you doing tonight? Good. How about you? Good, thanks. Well, I have a doozy of an embarrassing moment. Okay. Um, I was sitting in the car with my aunt. Right. And a teacher came over to me, and I could not think of her name. Oh, don't you hate that? Oh, that's the worst. And then, you know, she's saying, it's so good to see you, Meg. And I'm like, oh, God, I feel worse. <laughs> we, I hate we, that. We, we, we talked for about five minutes. Right. And then, then my aunt speaks up and says, why don't you introduce me to your friend? No! <laughs> no! Oh, that, that was the worst. So what did you do? I said, look, I'm sorry, but what's your name? <laughs> I you know. What was I going to do? See, here's what you I do. haven't. Next time you're like, I got a better idea. Why don't you introduce you to my friend? Go ahead, introduce yourself. Yeah, that's a good idea. I I had a guy. I used to do. Uh, I used to DJ, and I used to do Sweet Sixteens and stuff. And I had a guy, an assistant. I get, he handled the lights. And whenever we would be out, he knew that I couldn't remember the names. So what he would do is if somebody came over and sat, we'd go to the diner afterwards, I an Alban diner, and we'd be sitting in there eating. And if somebody, and I would always get the bagel with the lox and the cream cheese because I didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> so <laughs> no cheeseburger, the lox, bagel, lox, cream cheese, I'm in. And uh, But whenever somebody would come and talk to me, this guy would would introduce himself in front of me. So that I would be able to get the name of the person I was talking to. <laughs> oh, hey, Joe Fortunato, was... what's your name? I, oh, okay, now I get. But then there's this other guy, this comedy tornado, is Paul Veneer. He's got like total recall. And what he does when somebody, he, he does his whole show with crowd work. So whenever he talks to the audience, but whenever he gets the name, he, he visualizes their name over their heads in big letters. And that's how he's able to remember the name. That's Me? I can't do that. I can't do that to save my life. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But I'm the guy that after it happens and they give me the name and they're in the conversation and they're calling me by name and I can't remember the name. I'm thinking, why didn't I do that? Why couldn't I just visualize the name? Like, why didn't I think of that? one 1-800-283-101.5. Give me like an embarrassing story. You know, something that you did that was really, really stupid. And uh, you want absolution? You want to share it with the class? I couldn't believe that. Man. I, and you, you kick yourself. Because then I'm like, I finally, I got the guy going. Everything is going great. It's great conversation. All of a sudden, I look down and realize I am not recording. And like I said earlier, what I should have done, what I should have done was just kept it going. 
and just keep asking more and more questions. I could have started it there. But you know, like when you're in the heat of the moment, it's like the same thing. Like, you ever been in a situation where somebody, somebody catches you off guard with a line? They'll say something really sarcastic. They'll say something really funny. They'll put you down. And your mind goes blank until five seconds after the moment passed. And you come up with every funny comeback line. It's kind of like that Seinfeld episode with, uh, remember George with the, the, the ocean called and they're out of shrimp or something like that. Uh, I forget what the line was, but it's like that, right? Somebody lays you out with a funny line and you can't think of anything until they walk away. And as soon as that moment is passed, for the rest of your life, you will have every funny line ready. That, that's and exactly, the opportunity will never come back. That's exactly what happens to me with the headlines and trev lines. I'll have looked at the story yeah, all right? night, and then I'll get home where I'll be driving home, and I'll be like, oh, this pun is perfect. I like, could have done this. <laughs> I could have done that. I know. I know. It's the same thing. I'll do it on stage. Or you're doing it like when you're, when you're on stage doing crowd work. And then somebody says something to you, and you go blank. And then on the way home, oh, I'm, I would have been. If I go back now, I'm ready to go. Yeah. You'd have loved me. Yeah, I, think I, I could have been a somebody. I could have been a contender. All right, spring is finally here. You are back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Do you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. No prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevely. 1-800-283-101.5. You can win up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. What would you do with $30,000? I'd buy the place. Make those dreams come true. Listen, weekdays at the start of every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. Enter in our app for a chance to win $30,000. Details and rules are on NJ1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Yoka Dealerships. Experience the difference with 40 locations, 25 brands, 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Got big dreams. We got big money. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest on New Jersey 101.5. All right. I had my embarrassing moment this week. I I go to the grand opening of the Bergen County Performing Arts Center. I get the chance to interview Jay Leno. He can sense we do this great interview. Only for me to find out that I forgot to turn on the phone. I had it set to like video and I hit the red light and I guess I didn't hit it hard enough. You ever do that? You, You think you hit it hard enough and it doesn't happen. So I want to hear your embarrassing story. Jiffy's in Manalapan. What's up, Jiffy? What's up, Stevie? How you doing, pal? I'm good, pal. How are you? Good, thanks. I got a, another quick one before that, though. Good. I go to motor vehicles today. The guy opens the door. He's holding the door. That's why I know that guy. Then he talked. It was Justin Gonzalez. Are you serious? Yeah, he took a selfie of me and him. So Wednesday night, I'm showing it to you. All right. I got it. He's got to put it on his Facebook page. All right. Now I'm going to find out what you look like. 
Oh, you met me in the gas station a while ago. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I remember. remember who I am. All right. All right. Now I remember. So now let me get, so like, uh, did Justin sing at the motor vehicle place? No, I wanted him to, but he was in a hurry. Yeah, they sing bicycle. I don't want to ride my bicycle. I need to get a car. Anything like that? All right. No, no, no. Give me a story. All right. I was. I just started construction in Union in City. Right. So I'm like 150 pounds, like five six. So I get up onto the top of the building, like the 40th floor. So the carpenter's looking at me, and it's windy. And he goes, "Hey, kid, come here." So I go over, because I'm supposed to help them out. I'm a laborer, right. right? So I go over to him, and he goes, when did you start? I said, yesterday. He goes, you better go down. They didn't give you the belt. I said, what belt? He goes, the weight belt. Talk to the office. Tell me you need a weight belt. <laughs> like a jerk. I go all the way down. Oh, no. And I asked the guy in the office for the weight belt. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And they laughed you back upstairs. Oh, forget about it. I've been living down for years. Did you get revenge? No, 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 because what happens is the drop switches and guys get shifted around, so I couldn't get the guy back. Oh, no, that, that's the worst part, right, when you can't get him back. Yeah, this is the part, this is the Costanza piece I was talking about. Hey, George, the ocean called. They're running out of shrimp. <laughs> He's eating the shrimp in the office at the meeting. So now he's driving home. The ocean going to run around a shrimp. Oh, yes! That's what I should have said! Damn it! Hate when that happens, right? Hate when that happens. You get the line later. When you get the line, when it's just past the time to get the line. 1-800-283-101.5, Steve Trevelis. So uh, have you ever had an embarrassing moment? Give me something Give me something you'd want to share with the class. Right? Something that, uh, you know, you'll you want to get away moment. Or have you ever been on an airplane and you saw something happen that made you want to get away? Or were you the guy that they wanted to get away? Guy got thrown off a plane because he, uh, he ordered a pre-flight gin and tonic. They wouldn't give him one. And he apparently, uh, he said he went that extra mile with the pirate and not the, with the pilot, not the mile high. And, uh, they threw him off the plane. They wanted him to leave. The cops come. He refuses to leave the plane. And the next thing you know, he's, uh, being physically thrown off the plane. And at that, ha you know, at that point, he starts crying like a baby, like just openly sobbing. You know, at that point, it may not be a bad idea to give the guy the gin and tonic. That could have solved the whole thing. You say, this is, this is me, though. This is where, like, you know, things get awry. Yeah, American Airlines, you want the guy to come back. You want the good publicity, right? Instead, you deny him. And now the guy, you create this scene. People are upset. But, you know, what do I know? All right. one 283 101.5 Somehow we still got more time. We're going to be at the 11 o'clock tonight. And uh, a couple of things we got to talk about. Uh, one of which, uh, do you still go to church? You'd be surprised how many people aren't. Nah, then again, you probably wouldn't.
Dominski and Doyle are now available on demand. Shut up. I swear to God. That's ridiculous. Weekday afternoons, Dominski and Doyle are on New Jersey 101.5. But now you can listen to them anytime and anywhere on demand. Is it a big deal? Is it fun? Or is it just like silliness? Subscribe to the Dominski and Doyle show wherever you get podcasts. Or go to our free app and click the on demand button to hear the show. Hey, Doyle, get on that radio. Dominski and Doyle, now available on demand from New Jersey 101. 1.5. Whatever gets you through the night. All right. All right. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelace. Monday night in New Jersey. Getting you through the night. Uh, go to nj1015.com. Check out my interview with Jim Hutchinson, Jr. of the Fisherman's Magazine. Talking about the whales and the dolphins uh, washing up on the beach. If we get a little olive oil, we could have a nice seafood dinner. Uh, and what do you say? You know, what do you say? It's afraid to look at this summer and what it's going to be like as these creatures continue to wash up. And they won't do anything about it as far as stopping the wind development. And um, Jim gives you his thoughts. And he's got some great insight. And it's on nj 1015.com. My embarrassing moment interviewing Jay Leno and forgetting to turn the mic on. It can happen to anyone. We've all been there. No. Uh, so Ryan Bissell is my producer. When he's not here, he uh, works for the church. Uh, what do you do for the church? Uh, so I don't. I don't really work for per se for the. You church. You don't work with it. What do you do? So I have an internship with a, a church intern in, for the church. Yes, for the church, uh, the Episcopal Church in uh, Trinity Episcopal in Swedesboro, New Jersey. Right. Um. And it, it, a very nice church, uh, a lot of history there. Um, and uh, I do their audio video stuff, and they have me and a few other interns there. What do they do? Like they, they, they tape mass? Um, yeah, so we'll we'll actually stream the mass online. You can go onto the Facebook page and you can watch it right there. Does that count? Um, I mean, in, in in the grand scheme of third commandment and venial sin and mortal sin, like if you say I'm going to sit home and watch mass online. Does that, does that, do you get credit for going to Mass? Or does it only count if you physically show up in the church? See, that's a good question. I don't or know. You don't know that. I don't know. I don't want you to J-Man speak for the church is, uh, and get in trouble. Taking track of, uh, the J Man? Yeah. <laughs> We're tight. We're oh tight. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my. You. <laughs> really? You get to call him the J-Man. Yeah. See, this is, this is, <laughs> this is the thing. Now, I, I got, you know, I was raised in Catholic church. I was, but again, I was raised at a time when the nuns could hit and oh, the man. priests could hit and the teachers could hit. And the parents <laughs> did hit. But, but I mean, like, you know, when you grew up in Catholic school, I went to Holy Rosary Academy in Union City. We belonged to St. Michael's Monastery where I made my, conve- my con- confirmation mm-hmm. and my communion and all that. Uh, uh, the communion, I think, it was Holy Rosary. But anyway, there's like five Catholic schools and churches all around. So the church was very much a part of my life. And when I got old enough, I stopped going to the church. And in those days, it was like, you know, if you miss mass... You go into hell until you go to confession, and then confession gets you out of hell until you miss mass again. Then it's back to hell. Uh, but but for me, this was that. Okay, when my sons were born, my wife is not really non-denominational. Yeah. Yet my I I took Bible classes uh, and became born again. Mm-hmm. So I studied the Bible, 
and went to, uh, you know, it was a, a group at night where we would all get together, read the Bible and all that, and uh, learn how to speak in tongues and all that. Oh, that's, uh, that's crazy thing. stuff. That was, was that crazy? Not that's crazy a whole stuff. My bad, my bad. No, like, no, it, it's a whole it's, other it's thing. But like I'm saying, like, I never could do it, but they did. Uh, but anyway, the, but the thing is that, you know, it was like, it was a, you're reading the Bible was yeah. the thing. So the thing is that um, like I, I understood the Bible like as a mm-hmm. I don't know I, I explained it just it just made sense without the church. So my wife teaches the kids and I teach the kids. We pray at night, mm-hmm. but they don't go to church. So they're sixteen, and they really you know for me the church is like machination. It's like you go through the motions. But there's no, you know, there's no like, you know, I would sit there and glo- my eyes would gloss over. I'd be hearing Abbey Road in my head <laughs> while I'd be waiting for it to end and all that. I didn't want to raise them like that. Yeah. But I wanted them to have an understanding of God. I wanted them to understand what God's all about and all this. I found this great thing that I uh, put on Facebook where the idea in order to have Sunday, you had to have Friday. And talking about all the, you know, what Jesus Christ went through on Good Friday. And again, mm-hmm. I believe in Jesus Christ. So that's me. So... My point, though, is that religious service attendance and membership has been falling. Now, the latest numbers in a Pew Research survey finds four out of ten Americans attend the church, synagogue, or mosque. Mm-hmm. Now, I respect you if you go. For me, I just don't go. Because from my youth, I never really, uh, I just figured that. For me, it's a one-to-one. It's more personal to have that prayer relationship, teach my kids that way. Now, the numbers are even more stark when it comes to younger Americans. Seven out of ten adults under 30 haven't participated in a service of any kind in the last month. So what I want to know, 1-800-283-101.5, how often do you go to church? Or do you go to church? If you go to church, what makes you go to church? Synagogue, mosque, whatever. Wherever you go to worship. What makes you go? Or if you don't go, what makes you not go? There are a lot of people uh, who are my age who became lapsed Catholics. <laughs> because like through the 70s and the 80s, uh, there were things about the church that turned them off. Yeah, And they just never went back. Uh, like I said, for me, I have an understanding of God. I've, I've taken Bible classes. I don't even do that. I just, you know, I explain to my kids and we pray and I talk to them about God. I take different Bible verses, uh, able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us and explain that to them, yeah. that you can have everything. Uh, but anyway, the point is, you know, different, you know, but, but that's the way I do it. But I want to know, like, you know, like, how do you feel about it? Do you go? Um, well, I mean, you work there. Yeah. But so, so I do go uh, every Sunday. Um, and I mean, last week was Holy Week. So I went for, you know. Uh, you went every night. The Holy but Thursday, is it the job or is it you Monday went because Thursday. you felt you wanted to go? Um, I, so when I first started taking part in the internship, I was not, I, I kind of, I was interested in religion, but just like from like a, the historical perspective and i would say it kind of like i I grew up roman catholic and this is the episcopal church so technically i'm still part of the it's like technicalities technically i'm still part of the roman catholic church not part of the episcopal church because then you're excommunicated that's what i mean like there's all this but But there's like it's like the barrier between god and man is religion but i found that 
uh, for a lot of people, they might just not have found the correct brand of that religion for them. Like a lot of times, like different religions have different, do- uh, even of Christianity have different uh, dogmas or practices and different things that they'll do um, to worship. And, you know, maybe that version is just not for you. Maybe they're too, you know, cons- I know this is a, a, a buzzword, but, you know, maybe they're too like tr- conservative in that, like that church way. They're too classic for you. You know, you don't like church all- classic as yeah. opposed to new church, well, yeah. like new Coke. I could have new church or church classic. Yeah, your church classic. You know, some people like the, you know, the stained glass and, you know, the singing and the magic and the mystery of, of, of Jesus. And stuff. Don't question. Don't ask. Yeah. And then other people, they like, you know, the, the wood pews with all the white and the clear windows and it's not fancy and it's very you know like it's all like a lot of spoken word that's like you know for some people that's what they're looking for um and if you know christianity's not for you but you still want to believe in god maybe a different religion is even what's for you it's all the same god according to like the books it's all the same god just a different uh way of looking at it well this is the question though i mean like like people your age do you do a lot of people go to church or do a lot of people are a lot of people not going to church a lot of people don't go because of similar to uh with people like you said uh, who are around your age you know there was something that happened or it's like a way that things were being taught when they were growing up that just pushes them away and they just never you know find their way back because it's just never reintroduced in a a kind of an open and accepting way it's kind of like you know oh if you're going to come back you know like you're saying you know you got to go and you know say you're sorry for missing church all these years and all this stuff (laughs) have Um, i got a confession for you (laughs) no but see that's my thing 1-800-283-101.5 very simply this is the day after easter so yesterday if you're really going to feel guilty about not going to church it would have been yesterday yeah. Uh, you got to go on Easter. You got to go on Christmas. So do you or do you not go to church or service or whatever? And why or why not? What makes you go to church? Is it a real belief, a real belief in God? Are you afraid of dying or, uh, or what makes you not go to church? You know, was it something that whatever, like what made you decide that? And especially with children. Because you feel this responsibility. Like, you know, when my kids were born, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't been baptized. They haven't gone through the machinations. Because I'm thinking, like, do I really need to do that? You know, what's what's the point? You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I even say to them, look, guys, here's the deal. I could take you to a service. I could sit you in a booth and you could stare at a priest for an hour. Or we could have a conversation about this stuff. And I explained it to them. And they get, they believe. They get it. And we have, you know, we talk about things and we talk about how it applies in life, but there's not the idea where you're going to sit in the church and when to go through this whole thing. And like when there are occasions like weddings or funerals when they're mm-hmm. there, you know, like me, the eyes gloss over <laughs> and we wait. So 1-800-283-101.5. Where, where are you on, uh, on worship? Do you go to church or do you not? Here's fast traffic. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Do you or do you not go to church? Perfect question to ask the day after Easter Sunday, right? Did you or did you not go yesterday? I'm not asking you to go to confession. I'm just asking you uh, for your opinion. Let's go to uh, Anita's on Route 30 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Anita. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Okay. Now, do you go to church? Yes, I do. What makes you go? Um, my relationship with God, what I believe. Okay. 
So like, so you, how long have you, do you go every week? Like how long have you been going? I've been, I've been going regularly. Um, I would say for the past eight to 10 years. Okay. And I have moved from one church to another because I actually moved. I purchased a house down in South Jersey. Right. So I go to, um, I regularly go to one church, but I also looking for a church closer to where I live because it's, it's quite a drive otherwise. So like you go regularly. Now, do you go out of obligation or do you go because you want to go? Do you enjoy being there? Like what, what is it about the church that makes you feel close to God? I actually love going. I love to hear the messages. I love to hear the scripture and, um, different ways of looking even deeper into it. Um, in, in the word itself, he tells us that do not forsake the meeting of each other. We, uh, lift each other up. We, um, There's community each other. It's, it's actually his word. I think a lot of times what ends up happening, I think, uh, man screws things up. I don't think God intended us to have so many denominations and so many rules and regulations. I think if you look to the Bible itself, that gives you the guidance. And I think man screws things up generally. I agree. Denominations really, I think, mess that up. See, I agree. I went to, I bypassed the church and went to the Bible and found it. I found, what I found in there was something that I could work with. And church for me didn't work because of all the tradition and all the, uh, the machinations. Which after a while, it's like, I don't know, if, if there's somebody out there that really, really loves you unconditionally, then you should have to be put through a treadmill in order to make it work. I, true, true. And, it, you know, it's um, it even says in the Bible that the tr- don't get stumbled on, on the traditions because those are man-made. And yeah, exactly. And religion is what man put between you and God. But you go and you get something out of it. And that's that's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's actually the relationship between you and God, you and Christ and with each other. Anita, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. The each other part is communal. And again, we're not just talking about Catholic church, any kind of church. What makes you go? Do you go to church or do you not go to church? Why or why not? Kathy's in Warren on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Long time no speak. I know. Where you been? I've been here every week. Is Kathy going to call tonight? Ryan said, no, she didn't call tonight. I don't know what happened. I listen. I, I was going to. That's what's important. For some of those, some of those songs that you have, and I said, "No, I'm going to. I mess it up. I better not call. I'll just listen." Well, good thing you're here now. <laughs> yes. So, I was raised Catholic, and you know, I got two brothers, two sisters. We all were, and I love going. It, it, what can I tell you? I love it. I love receiving the Eucharist. I always have. Right. None of my rest of my family goes, though. Uh, My parents passed away and the siblings don't go. They got a good excuse. No, no, no. They're wonderful people. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, they believe in God. No, no. I mean, your parents got a good excuse. They don't don't go. But I mean, like, tell me. Now, tell me. Now, why why don't your brothers and sisters go? Well, you know what? They just, they don't go. But you know what? They're all wonderful. They just don't feel like going in the church but they pray they believe in god they're good people they volunteer help people so you know there could be people that are in a church that are hypocrites so 
Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean you're holier than anybody. Right? I go because I love it, but, you know, people are very holy all around, and sounds like you're doing wonderful with your sons. That's great. We talk about things. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's all wonderful. about, because my father never talked to me about it, but he said, you're going to church. All right, I'll go to church. <laughs> and then, you know, in those days, you know, the the, father, the priest knew everything. You know, my father, yes, father, no father, you know. <laughs> so the, the, the respect they had in those days, as you know, was a lot different. Phil is in Union Beach. What's up, Phil? Hey, Steve, how are you tonight? Good, how about you? Okay, not too bad, not too bad. Um... I don't go to church. Okay. I'm not going a while ago. I feel like I never liked the control aspect of it. I feel like now it's become more about control and less about hope. And I also am. What do you mean by control and less about hope? Well, because at least when John Paul was the Pope, he didn't come and tell me that I needed to embrace other religions and, you know, just, just like. You know, go with the with the political currents. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like they're trying to widen the net to get more people in. Well, yeah, and then also buy into all of the the, the woke stuff too. And, I see what you're saying. You know, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a real inversion of morality within the Catholic Church. The parishioners are on much higher moral ground than the than the the, the people in the clergy. You know what? I, I, I see what you're saying because, like, we're, we're so pumped up now to become full of ourselves between social media and, like you said, and the woke and what's on television and what everybody's telling us we should be like and what people are buying into, which was never the message in the first place. Humility was supposed to be the message, if I'm not mistaken. Agreed. I I'm sorry, Phil. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Pete, hang on. Do you or do you not go to church? Yesterday was Easter. Now, uh, according to uh, Pew Survey, religious service attendance and membership is falling. Uh, latest number finds four out of ten Americans attend church, synagogue, or mosque. And if you're under 30, seven out of ten under 30 haven't participated in a service of any kind in the last month. So uh, where do you stand on this? 1-800-283-101.5. Did you have your Easter bonnet on yesterday? With all the frills upon it? No, I did not have the Easter bonnet, although I saw some pretty fancy hats yesterday. Really? N yeah. Neither did I. <laughs> I, I, was, I was waiting for the Easter bunny. Right, the Bill Hicks bit, you know. Where, oh yeah, where, yeah. And a giant chocolate rabbit comes. <laughs> I may play that later. His best, uh, hold on, here's Chad. Fifteen minutes on New Jersey one hundred one point five. All right, so religious service attendance and membership is falling. Latest number from a Pew Research survey finds four out of ten Americans attend church, synagogue, or a mosque. That's six out of ten who do not. Uh, Seven out of ten adults under 30 haven't participated in a service of any kind in the last month. And uh, as far as the pandemic goes, 20% uh, of Americans say they now attend worship less often than they did before the pandemic or the generational decline amongst people the same age as uh, this 20-year-old person. All right, so what about you? 1-800-283-101.5. Let's get Pete in Ewing. What's up, kiddo? Happy Easter. Oh, you too, man. Uh, what's up? Uh, helicopters and the nickname for people named... Ray. You know, it's just a rhetorical question. You don't have to feel the need to answer it. You know, nothing much yeah, well, Nothing much usually works, you know. 
Hey, but go ahead. Literal person. All right, literal. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you literally go to church, or do you literally not go to church? No, I, I literally don't because the way I feel, um, like, I, it's, I just feel like if there isn't God, um, he's a mean kid on an anthill with a magnifying glass. Why? And <laughs> well, he's a mean kid on an anthill with a magnifying glass. Why is that? Yeah, because all these kids that come into this world that are just starving to death right from birth and you know they're innocent like you know so it's god's fault that all that happens hey well he created created everything and you know i'm just that's the way i feel i'm not gonna go to church no 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 i'm just asking i'm just i mean i'm just clarifying how you feel i i I totally know like you're that's what you're saying and um that's just you know I, i don't you know I don't want to disrespect anybody who goes to church and believes. That's just my feeling, and everybody's entitled to their beliefs and everything, and I never would ever try and take that away from anybody. No, no, I get that. I get that. So so I'm going to put you down for a no. I was, was, you know, forced to go to church basically as a kid until I was, you know, in control of my beliefs. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. When parents force kids to do something, uh, they're generally not going to like it. They're not going to want to do it. And that's why a lot of people in my generation, you know, because if you didn't go to church or you got out of line, especially at a time when nuns and priests were allowed to hit. And, and again, it was a different time. It's not like that now, but that's the way it was. Like, I didn't want my kids to go to Bible study. And, you know, that was a battle I lost. And now they they have their own beliefs. And But it wor- does it work for them? Nope. All right, then they got to get new beliefs. <laughs> really, if it's not working, you got to get new beliefs. Chris is in Raritan on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Chris. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm really good, how are you? All right, what are you thinking? Well, I've, I've been hearing a lot of the conversations, and uh, around where I am, I, I try and deal with this because I got family and stuff that don't go anymore, and I didn't go for a while until I started seeing by the example of a lot of uh, other people. I served in the Marine Corps. And a lot of good friends. Thank you for that. So, no problem. So, the, by good example, uh, what being a believer in Christ actually looks like. And uh, I, I did a lot of digging myself, and I had to, you know, wrestle with those questions too. That some of the the listeners had, I think, gone through this whole why why how can a good God exist with so much evil in the world? Well, it's free will, uh, right? Well, there's an aspect to that, but I think right. we have the most powerful witness in the cross. You have God himself coming down. Right. You know, because he loved us so much to, to redeem us by that way. And then we have that powerful witness, both historically and also uh, spiritually speaking. And then throughout the ages, we have this issue where somebody, you know, we, today, especially we have, why, why bother going to church? Why bother with religion? And we have to recognize, where did the Bible come from to begin with? I mean, you look in the early church, it, you know how hard it was to write a book? Right. It took almost three to ten years to hand write a book. Right. Over, I think it was several years' wages. And so some poor monk was sitting there, Man, <laughs> yeah, thing, right. one page at a time, blind sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and it took. It wasn't until about the three or four hundreds before a bunch of guys got together and actually decided what should be in the Bible. Okay, but let me ask you this: the difference between where the Bible came from, what's the relationship between the Bible and the actual church? Because a lot of churches have distorted what's in the Bible. And a lot of times, like, people will go to the Bible and find things that have nothing to do with what's going on in the church. Yep. 
And that would be related to concupiscence, what's called concupiscence. That is from the fall of man from Adam and Eve. So no matter what, you can have the most pure, pure churches. Right. The fact of the matter is that we are a fallen nature. And there will always be a level of corruption that always enters into our hearts. Right. And uh, when it comes to that, the tradition, I mean, you even have in the scripture, I think it was one of the epistles that Paul had mentioned, to stand fast to the traditions that he has uh, handed down, whether by word or by epistle. Again, you got to remember, back in the first two centuries, there was no Bible. This was all something that was handed down by word of mouth and everything like that. Right. And over time, with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, all these other ceremonies and rites came together as a way of praising God. So you... Got codified and then... That's what we hold on to. So you were, you went to church, then you stopped going to church, then you started searching for answers, and now you're back to church. Yes. In the beginning, I was when I was a kid, just like most people, you know. Right. And I think it, we get this idea that we're being forced. It's kind of like, would you say you're forcing your child, your child to eat or mm. go to sleep at the time? Yeah, we, again, don't, we don't say it when it's taking care of their body or it, taking care of their mind. The difference, though, is whether, right. but Chris, the difference, though, is whether or not they get it. You could force them to go, but sometimes if you know it's going to work one of two ways. Either you, it's going to work like you say, saying, "You know what? Yeah, I'm glad that they forced it to me because now I got it." Or it's going to be they become so resentful that it becomes the last thing, you know, that oh, they absolutely. want. I don't disagree with that one bit. Yeah, it's It's what's called catechesis. You got to teach them. Yeah, you got to know. Right. You know. Teach them how to pray. Why you should pray. Why it's there. It's not just do it, do it, do it. It's no, exactly why. right. This but is he, how, like by example, how do you love your neighbor? What does that really mean? Where does that come from? Well, you know what? That you goes by the same thing that happiness is is something that has to be worked at. It's not so. It's not the default. You know that that the, 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 you're happy because you're no longer miserable. No, you have to work at being happy. You have to find out what makes you happy, and then make that the goal to get there. And a lot of people just figure that you know happiness is just when misery goes away. But Chris, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You're pretty deep here. How about this? Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Very simple question. And again, not just to, to get deep into Catholicism or any kind of religion, but do you go to church or do you go to synagogue or do you go to temple uh, or wherever? Uh, and if so, why? What makes you go or why not? You know, what makes you not go? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point. Steve, how you doing tonight? Good. How about you? Uh, can't complain, sir. Can't complain. What are you thinking? Um, I used to have faith. Uh, I was a kid. I was. I grew up Catholic. Uh, went to church. Altar boy. All that stuff. Right. Uh, then I started reading the Bible and looking into things, and I found out that the Catholic Church is um, very greedy. So. When I got married, my father-in-law, who they're Hungarian, right, and his his brother-in-law was the pastor of a church. So he said, "Come to my church and listen to my brother-in-law speak." Now, my wife's uncle, he would take little verses from the Bible, right, and talk about them. But he would sit down and write a whole thing to talk about on Sunday, right, which really grabbed me. You know, he 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 really got opened my eyes to a lot of things about the Lord. And when he passed away a couple of years ago, I kind of lost track of where I wanted to go now because he's not here. And I, and the pastor of the, the church there doesn't do it the same way. Yeah, but you know what? You got the advantage of remembering when he did it. 
And maybe he didn't do that just for the moment. Maybe he did that for you to carry you the rest of your life. That is true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, and you have, you know, I imagine you have that taped somewhere or somewhere available to you. Yeah. Uh, we'd go back and listen. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey 101.5 is your news, traffic, and weather first responders. Count on us for up-to-the-minute information from our award-winning news team. I'm Eric Scott, topping our report this hour. Count on us to get you around with fast traffic. Bob Williams, New Jersey Traffic North. Jill Byron, New Jersey Traffic South. Count on us to keep you and your family safe with instant weather. I'm meteorologist Dan Zero. New Jersey 101.5, your first responders for news, traffic, and weather. Get it almost every night. Steve Trevelisse. Let me tell you what's a coming up. Uh, we played a lot of John Lennon tonight. May Pang is going to be coming on Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. May Pang, if you don't know. Uh, back in 1973, May Pang was 22 years old. And she worked for uh, John and Yoko, basically doing everything. Uh, she typed their letters, picked up their clothing where they dropped it, carried irreplaceable tapes and files between APCO in New York and the Lennon Estate in England. She budgeted and contracted for their albums, recruited 365 pairs of bare legs for a Lennon piece film, even passed trunkfuls of Yoko's clothes through customs. And uh, imagine her surprise when Yoko goes in there one day and says, listen, I'm going to throw John out, but I want you to date him. And for the next 18 months, John Lennon and May Pang um, spent what John calls his Lost Weekend. And there's going to be a movie called The Lost Weekend. People Magazine wrote about it. Uh, May Pang, John Lennon. And it's going to be out on Thursday. I'm taking the night off to see it. Uh, in select theaters. And what happens after that, we do not know. But uh, May's going to come on. I had her on before when I was at the Hawk. May's going to come on Wednesday night. And we're going to talk about John Lennon. So if you're a Beatle fan, you're you're going to want to see that. And then also you go to nj1015.com and you check out the uh, the Jay Leno story, how I embarrassed myself in front of him. Uh, you go, you check out Jim Hutchinson and the fish and the, um, you know, what's going on with the dolphins and the whales washing up at the beach and the report saying that there's no connection between that and the windmills. And uh, you see what you think. But uh, what I want to talk about right now, the Price is Right is coming to New Jersey. A version of The Price is Right, a road show called The Price is Right Live. It's been touring for 14 years, and it's coming to the Newark Prudential Center on October the 5th. Hosted by a celebrity host, they change from town to town, and it um, features their classic games from the TV, such as Plinkos, Cliffhangers, and the Big Wheel, and all that stuff. Uh I love, I mean, like, I like game shows, and that's why we do trivia. I love the Jersey's opening lines, but the price is right. What the price is right means to me is being homesick, right? What's the number one thing you do? You call out sick for a day, or you, you know, for whatever reason, you're sick. Remember when I was a kid and I was sick? You always go sit, you know, what do you do? You stay home, you watch The Price is Right. There used to be a show called The Galloping Gourmet with Graham Kerr. 
And it was a half hour show, went on one o'clock, channel two, and he would show you how to make the dish. And then at one thirty, the dish would be complete. He pulled people up from the audience to make the dish, right? So I remember I was out of school for a week. I had um, I had run over my foot with a sled, so I couldn't get out of bed. And I, I, I could get out of bed, but like I couldn't go to school. So I was home for a week while my parents worked and my sister was in school. So every day my mother would leave me banquet chicken a la king. And I would boil the water, put the chicken a la king in there, open up the bag, pour it over toast. And uh, I would do that every day at 1 o'clock so that when Graham Kerr was making his meal, my water was boiling. And when he would serve the food, I would, you know, I would eat when he would, you know, make his dish. Uh, but staple of those days was you watch the prices right. And I want to ask you this. Have you ever, have you ever thought that you could be a game show contestant or have you ever actually tried out for a game show? You know, what, you know, there were some really cool game shows that aren't on anymore. And I'm going to ask you 1-800-283-101.5. Like, give me a game show that you feel you'd be really good at or were really good at. But here's another one. If you could bring back a game show, what are some of the game shows that you remember that you miss? I don't even know if they're on anymore. Like there were, there was at one point there was so many people love game shows. I mean, who wants to be a millionaire in the nineties? Basically, resurrected ABC, Regis seven nights a week. I mean, how often would you put any show on seven nights a week? Except for when uh, Jay Leno got NBC convinced that they should put him on at ten o'clock Monday through Thursday. That wasn't such a great idea. And uh, they suspend, they, they cancel Law and Order for 10 years over that. But I digress. But give me a game show that you were a big fan of, something you felt you'd be good at, or a game show that you miss. Do you remember Concentration? You know, Concentration be like they give you a board, and you had the, they'd show you the board first, and then they turn it over. And then you would pick numbers, trying to match what was behind the board. You know what I'm talking about? And um, I remember some of those old game show hosts like uh, uh, U Downs or Bill Cullen or some of those guys. Uh, but give me a game show that you missed that you'd like to have back. Andrew is in Flemington. What's up, Andrew? Hey, man. You got the candles burning? What's going on? Do I, just I do. Complain and about here something? you are. What's up? I got a complaint. I got a complaint. What's the complaint? Put me right. You guys put me right through. You make me feel too important. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to put you on hold. Andrew, how are you? Hold on. What's going on, Andrew? Oh, my God. Oh, deja vu. Groundhog's Day. You feel better now? Oof, that took the edge off. Okay, thank there you. There you go. All right, give me a game show. I think Wheel of Fortune I'd be good at because it just, just seems too simple, but... At the same time, you remember a show called Name That Tune? Oh, God, yeah. Tom Kennedy was oh, the host. Yes. You know yeah, what? You really, you... Good. No. Could you do it? Years later, I realized I would be terrible at that game. What I thought was hysterical when they, they'd outbid each other, you know, they'd say, I could name that tune in four notes. Right. I could name that tune in three notes. And when they said they could name the tune in one note, I'm thinking to myself, good, 10 years old watching this, I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. And then they do it. Hey, I got a tune. I want to see if you could name the tune. 
and I heard this on ESPN, so that's a clue. To name a tune in four notes, but it's not actually a tune, like a song you'll hear on the radio. Okay. Okay, the four notes are... Bum, 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 bum. Da, 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 da. That's Monday Night Football. Night Football. There you go. Ray's in Wall on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ray. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good, buddy. How about you? Oh, great. I, got, I just I was cracking up listening to you talk about Grand Care. It's funny because... I was like, I used to watch this called The Galloping Gourmet. That was the name of the show. Yeah, right? The Galloping Gourmet. He had, he was an English guy, a Scottish guy. And he'd be like, we, we, we're going to use every route here. We're going to do that. And he'd be going on and on. And I'd be just waiting. And when he when he, when he pulled people up and give him the dish, I'd have my chicken a la king like I was part of the deal. Yeah, well, the best part was this. You bring a bottle of wine right. on some table when it was done. And then they, they'd do a close-up of him putting the, the fork into his mouth and he'd be... You would think it was the most delicious thing you could ever eat in your life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I got I, I got a show. You remember the show Concentration? Yeah. Concentration. It was a jigsaw puzzle show where you had, also had to have short-term memory where you got to pick two boxes in the grid that matched. Right. And it turned on into a, and I mean, with the technology today, I mean, then they had those old boxes and they turned around. But now you could, I think you have a good time. Doing those puzzles, it's kind of a combination of like uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune with the puzzle, you know, sound the puzzle, but it's but it's a, a jigsaw puzzle with you know uh, different you know right. words. And I forgot about the puzzle behind it. I remember they would what they would do is they would show you all the the numbers, right? They would show you the board and then flip it, and you'd have the numbers. Then you had to try to get the matches. And you're right. After you got the match, you get a piece of the puzzle, and then you try to solve the puzzle at the end, and that's how you would win. Absolutely, that was good. That was a I'm good. Glad about that. I'm glad you talked about that because I'm like. The only person, I, I never heard anybody else talk about Grand Theory. Like, I just thought, I just enjoyed just getting five minutes of the snow. Now, watching him eat some food, you know, it was great. No matter what he, I could have hated it. It could have been salmon or something. But when he ate it, it was the it best. It was the best ever. Absolutely. Now you got to go to ShopRite, get a little banquet chicken a la king, and have it for lunch tomorrow. Right. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Give me a game show that you miss. Here's fast traffic. Three fifteen minutes. Under Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Price is Right Live. They actually tour the show. It's coming to New Jersey in October. You can get tickets. Bill Doyle wrote the post at nj1015.com. Give me a game show. If you could bring back a game show, what game show would you love to bring back? Uh, or what game show? Like, Give me a thought for a game show. That, uh, you know, game shows are extremely popular. Uh, I'm surprised there aren't more of them. There used to be more of them. Uh, remember the movie Quiz Show uh, with John Turturro back in, uh, I think, 1994 it came out. That was a true story. Uh, you Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx. Julia Scotty's put this clip up on her Facebook page. A really funny. Uh, if you go on YouTube, you can find it. Groucho Marx doing You Bet Your Life with Jack Benny. As one of the contestants in disguise, and it is truly hysterical. Uh, Jay Leno's doing You Bet Your Life now. Uh, he does the new version of it. They've got some, uh, they got a show, uh, Comics Unleashed with Byron Allen, where basically they bring in comics to do their act. And they did it like, I don't know, 19, uh, 2005 to like 2009, and they still rerun them. But, uh, 
What was your favorite game show growing up? What was the one, or even now, the one that you feel you're really good at, right? Like, like uh, J. Andrew said, name that tune. And, you know, could you really do it? How quick could you really do it? Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. There's a show called You Don't Say. Those old hosts, too. They always had, like, the same host. Jack Norris was a host. Bud Collier was a host. Bill Cullen was a host. Gary Moore was a host. And they try to bring them back, but they're not, they're not the same as they used to be. And what's really funny now, when you watch, uh, like, To Tell the Truth or Truth or Consequences, Alec Baldwin was the host, and... Um, these celebrity guests that they bring on, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just that out of touch. I have no idea who any of these people are, but there they are. And I'm looking at, and uh, who is it? Anthony Anderson's the host. And I, oh, who the hell are these people? But uh, there was once a show uh, in the 70s and the 80s called The Match Game. And it was hosted by Gene Rayburn. And I know like Dominsky and Doyle do it. Howard Stern did it. Uh, but when Gene Rayburn did it and you had in the, you had on the panel, uh, who is it? Charles Nelson Riley would be on the panel. Uh, Brett Summers would be on the panel. Um, trying to think of who else. It was just flat out funny. And all it was, was it's kind of like that. That's what I pattern like here. Like when Trevia comes in and you got Gemini and Justin and Rick Adana and those guys, there was just such a chemistry. And if you go back and you watch those old Gene Rabin thing, it was just a party going on. Or uh, Hollywood Squares with Peter Marshall. And then you had, and they tried to bring it back and Whoopi Goldberg in the center square, which was a joke. But if you bring back to where like Paul Lind was in the center square. And I don't know, like, it's when you go back and you watch like on the Game Show Network or any of these things when they run those old reruns, it seems like they were a lot more risque back then. They could get away with so much more, you know, and, and even it's so bad that they have to run, like, you know, claimers. It's okay, kids. Everything's going to be all right. They're going to say little bad words now. They're going to put a little innuendo. Don't worry about it because we've become, like, frail as a society. Back then, we was just funny. Uh, you ever watch the old game shows? Uh, I did, but my favorite game show that was not afraid to uh, really push the envelope, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, not, and, not really a game show. No, that's an improv thing. Yeah, but it, it, it was, they ran it like a game show. The, the, all the rules are made up and the points don't matter, as they say. Yeah, Drew Carey was the original host. Well, it came from England, right? I think uh, Colin and Mockery did it out there. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been on the show a lot. But Drew Carey, there was a, Drew Carey was so hot at one point. Mm -hmm. He was doing, the, he had the Drew Carey show. He had a show? Oh, yeah. The Drew Carey show was like <laughs> the blue collar Seinfeld. It was hysterical. Uh, anybody remember the Drew Carey show? The first year they used um, the Vogue's 5 O'Clock World mm -hmm. as their uh, opening theme. And then the second year they used uh, Cleveland Rocks. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, right? I know All that the little one. kids with the crimson lips love Cleveland <laughs> Rocks. They did that. And then uh, I'm trying to think of who was in it. Oswald, uh, the guy who played uh, the guy... The guy who played uh, the husband of Katie Mixon on American Housewife, he was Oswald. And then the girl who was in Scrubs, Steve Lawrence's wife, she was in it. Uh, you remember Drew Carey's show. You have of to course. know Drew Carey. Of uh, course.
There was that was one of the greatest shows. It was. Diedrich, Why would he leave that? Diedrich Bader, Ryan Diedrich Styles, Bader, Ryan Styles, it was a tremendous show. Uh, David Cross was on it every now and then. It was a hilarious show. Who was the girl? Um, she goes out to Scrubs. She married Bill oh, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah she in, in Scrubs. She was married to John C. McGinley. Yeah, uh, I but in real I, life, she married the she was married to the producer. Bill oh, Lawrence. really? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't recall the the actor's name, but I know who you're talking about. It was like the blue collar Seinfeld. Yeah, it, it right? really Wasn't was. It? Yeah. it really was. Yeah, it, oh, it was it, such more a more realistic. Show. And and he was so like the first year. Vogue's Five O'Clock World. Mm -hmm. The second mm -hmm. year was Cleveland Rocks by the, we, presidents you know, the, the presidents of the United States. That's who mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, the yeah the the duo that had like a couple hits in the nineties. Yeah, right. And uh, but then like and Shirley Jones, he was his love interest at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but he was it, he was so edgy. Yeah, yeah, he was, and and even his stand up before that was really really funny and. One of my favorite shows I watch every day is Price is Right. Yeah. And I watch it. I just, what happened? He's I don't not know. the same there's guy. No, there's no, uh, I don't know. There's none of that, like, it, it's just like autopilot. I don't well, know. You know what? You look at him and you know Billy Gardell? No. Billy Gardell played Mike and Mike and Molly. Oh, and okay. Yeah, sure. Then he goes and yeah. he has, um, he loses like 200 pounds. Yeah. He had the surgery. Right. And now he's this little frail thin guy mm -hmm. and he plays in Bob Hart's Abishola. Yeah, it's right. two completely different people. Really? And that's Drew Carey. Yeah. Because you see Drew Carey when he was heavy yeah. and he was doing the Drew Carey show and he was this humble, yeah. goofy guy. And now you see him on The Price is Right. He's got the beard. He's got the weight down. He, long he's hair. Long, I, now, yeah. yeah. He goes through all these phases. Yeah. But he's made enough money now that he, he'll probably tell you, I could do whatever I want now. So. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a part owner of a soccer, uh, of an MLS team. He's yeah. got his hands in everywhere, but it's like the money. I mean, I guess Price is Right is, is doing them well. I'm sure I just wish they would bring the Drew Carey show back and rerun somewhere. Yeah, it was oh, it was so funny. Again, yeah. Drew Carey was a great straight man against Diedrich Bader and Ryan Styles. This is so funny. Exactly. Yeah. And Styles goes on to Two and a Half Men. And he oh, did he a, was in He that? did a great job in Two oh. and a Half Men. Yeah. But, I mean, but, but Carey was that, you know, Carey was that guy. Another guy, remember Titus? Uh, oh yeah, Chris, was it Chris Christopher Titus? Yeah, sure, he was in sure. Fox. Yeah, those two shows I would love to get back. That oh, and yeah. Dennis Leary's The Job. I never watched the the Cross show. I never really watched that growing up. So try, I have no try idea. Try Titus. Titus. Yeah, Titus, yeah, Titus. Yeah. Right. Try, yeah, I never watched Titus. it. It's it, good, huh? Give it. Yeah, give it. Go, you could probably get it in reruns. Mm. It was the same. I think it was. I think they had a choice between Drew Carey and Titus. And no, oh. no. And they went with no. It was Drew Carey or The Job? And they went with Carey. Oh. But uh, I would, that's a show I'd love to get back. Mm. 10.31. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by NJ Diet. 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. Summer is quickly approaching. So contact NJDiet.com to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Contractually guaranteed. 8555-NJ-DIET or NJDiet.com. All right, give me a game show that you wish you could have been on or a game show that you think you'd be really, really good at. Maybe a game show that you were on. Karen's in Atlantic Highlands on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Karen. Hey, how you doing? Good, how about you? I'm good. First, I got to tell you that I used to beg my mom to get me on to that Graham Care show, man. I love to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Please 
take me. You know, I loved it. I loved it. Anyway. And uh, did you do what I did? Like, did you did you make sure you ate lunch when he served his food? Every chance I got, I watched that show. Every ch- every day off from school, every chance we- I got it. it yeah, it was awesome. good. All right, so what's your game show? So do you remember a show that was hosted by the comedian, the amazing Jonathan? And it was called Ruckus. Ruckus. Um, it was Merv Griffin, and it was shot at resorts. Yes. And you went? I was on it. I won 500 bucks. Get out. Yeah. What did you do? You know, they had all these different, like, you know, physical challenges and goofy things. You know, it was kind of kind of like the uh, the uh, low-budget version of Ellen DeGeneres' show now, I think, you know. Okay. And, um, I had to, uh, they, they blindfolded you. They put you in a sweatsuit. They blindfolded <laughs> me, sat you on a... On a like um, an office, a spinning office chair, right? Right. And they wheeled you up, and you had and you had bare feet, and you had to stick, <laughs> so gross. You had to stick your feet in stuff, and guess what it was? Oh, oh God! Oh no! Hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so what exactly did you stick your feet in? <laughs> I, the only ones I remember, I think it was like pudding of some kind, uh-huh. and like macaroni and cheese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you got 500 So now, how did it work with the 500 Like, did they give you, uh, they give it to you that day, or they send you a check? Yeah, yeah. No, cash. They gave you cash. They gave you cash? Yeah. They didn't yeah, take anything good. out? You were in the casino, you know? Oh. And you were under the 600 so you didn't have to worry about uh, the W-2 or anything. I guess so. You're right. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. How long did the 500 last? I don't even know. <laughs> I was in Atlantic City way too much. Second. Yeah, really. Okay. All right. All right. Good stuff. Good it stuff. Was fun. It was you, fun. Did you give you any remember like a T-shirt or anything to remember it by? You know what? You know what's so sad? I, I had the VHS tape of it. It was like in the 90s. Uh-huh. Um, and I had the tape of it, and, and during one of my moves, I lost it. But I, I don't think I, I don't think we got any. I got anything except the money, which was okay with uh, me. Yeah, the money's okay. Yeah, really. You know what? Someday you're gonna go on YouTube and you're gonna find it. I, I have looked, but you know oh, yeah. I haven't looked in a long time, but you're right. It's probably, there's probably more on there now. I should go looking for it. You never know. Karen, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You familiar with Double Dare? Double, oh, yeah. Uh, only by name. Uh, it's escaping Double Dare now. was a show that Harvey was the host of. Yeah. And it was on Nickelodeon, the very beginning of Nickelodeon. Yeah. And they would have to do, they would get slimed. <laughs> and they would do, like, if, if you screw it up, you get slimed. Yeah, they had they had that show and they had another the yeah. temple game uh, to some sort of uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, that I don't remember. That one was Nickelodeon. It was essentially the same thing. Oh, yeah. um, they had like this giant, um, like a Mayan like looking statue head thing that would move, and it had like glowing eyes and it oh. would, like, talk to the contents, the contestants and stuff. I think I, I went. I took my kids to Legoland in Florida when they were little, yeah. and uh, it turns out. Like at the not not no not Legoland Nick at Nightland Nick at Nightland Nick at Night Nickland Nickelodeon Land that's something it. like that so Nick the, no we World. stayed no we went to Legoland we yeah. stayed at the Nickelodeon Hotel oh so the Nickelodeon Hotel had this giant pool yeah and what you said the monster was over the pool <laughs> talking to people but they also would slime you and so they cool. had uh, we had to get in line the mm-hmm. slime was a big deal. But it turns out that the guy who was working at the Nickelodeon Hotel yeah. was from Jersey, lived in Tom's River. 
Oh, my God. And he listened to the show. No way. So he got my kids and he got me. <laughs> and that night we were on Double Dare getting slimed and uh, it was pretty cool. You got the VHS of that? No. Oh, we go televised? No, no. We, oh. go to, um, we go to Legoland mm-hmm. and they got the, the baskets, you know, like the shoot the, you know, the papa shot, shoot the baskets with yeah. the hoop, right? basketball. Yeah. So my, my nine-year-old son, Lennon, you know, uh, in his life, he would never do this. We're down in Florida, and he hits a free throw. Wow. Like a long free throw. Yeah. And he's like about four feet tall. <laughs> and he wins this giant stuffed bear. Then now I got to buy a seat on the airplane <laughs> to get him off. <laughs> so I said, nah. <laughs> so we ended up, I ended up going to UPS. Yeah. Shipping the bear from Florida back to Jersey. Yeah. Where he become he became my dog's girlfriend for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was about to ask, then, how long did it last? It didn't last long. Was it like as big as that? Big, it was bigger than him. It was a big, giant, black bear. And they had a bunch of them. You know, like the, the, the stand yeah. and all the stuffed animals are hanging around. It was yeah. one of those. But what are the what are the odds this kid is going to hit a free throw? This little kid, giant basket, and he throws it up, and he shot, and he hit it. I mean, he like a pro. He set, yeah. he set, he and he hit it. And we're like, in Florida, you have to hit it. <laughs> That's like um, what is it? I was at Dorney, and you know that the like the ladder that you have to climb up, and it's like on a rope, and it like it turns oh, yeah. all over, and you got to like somehow keep balanced on it. I, all these like you know men and like these teenage guys trying like lining up to try and impress their girlfriends. Not a one can get it. And this kid, he he had to be like five or six years old, just gets on the first ladder right there and whoop, right up to the top and right back down, gets the biggest prize and runs away. Team minutes on New Jersey one hundred one point five. You know you can win thirty thousand dollars on New Jersey one hundred one point five. What would you do with thirty thousand dollars, Ryan? Uh, pay off my loans. Pay off his loans. See that? You can make those dreams come true. Listen, weekdays at the start of every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. Entered on our app for a chance to win $30,000. Details and rules are on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Yoka Dealerships, Experience the Difference, the locations, 25 brands, and 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Got big dreams, you got big money. I still can't get this into the music. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest on New Jersey. 101.5. God bless the Oka dealerships. <laughs> All right. We have not done. What is going on here? There's something happening here. I'm not Hold quite on. sure. Uh, no, we, get, we got it done now. Let's try it. Well, I've got news for you. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks, for mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? A good question indeed. All right. So the the uh, the spiky-haired man himself, Guy Fieri, is bringing his show Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives back to the Garden State uh, to have the Vincetown Diner on for a follow-up episode. Vincetown? Vince, Vincetown. Vince Town? Wait, maybe. Hold on. I need to bring this closer to my face. 
Vincent Town. Yes. Vincent Town. There's an extra N in there. Vincent Town. It's like, I didn't know Lombardi had a diner. Okay, Vincent Town. He's coming back to the Vincent Town diner? No, Vince is back in oh, town. Oh, Vince is back to the diner. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, uh, so the Vincent Town diner was featured on a previous episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Guy Fieri. And uh, which of the three was it? Okay. <laughs> I, I hope it was a not a dive. Um, or I don't know. I would assume if it was if it gets classified as a dive, then it would be good um, to be on the list. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's going to be in their 45th season, and they got lots of good sandwiches on their website. Um, and uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a good time. Other restaurants um, that have been on there are Joe's Meat Market in South Boundbrook, uh, Big Pink's Barbecue Food Truck in Bridgewater, and uh, Moo Yai Thai Restaurant. Moo Yai's been there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or at the very least, there's a picture of him with the, the people that own it. Um, we I just don't want that job. I just want to walk around and eat in different restaurants. Yeah. I want to be David Portnoy. I want to go eat pizza and everybody cares, you know? Yeah, you start to eat, all you have to say is, like, I can really taste the pepper on this food. And then, like, the chef will come in and, like, kind of take it. That's for the why rest. we bring Guy Matson in, you know? He brings pizza. <laughs> Let him talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so you, earlier you were talking about the price is right. Well, I yes. got good news for you, Steve. The price is right live is coming back to New Jersey. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, so it's been on the road touring for 14 years. It's coming back to the Garden State on that tour. Uh, and it's going to be at the Prudential Center on October 5th. Um, and so essentially they got like the big Plinko board and the big wheel. Um, but they don't have Drew Carey. It's it's a uh, random ho- celebrity host, uh, a local New Jerseyan. Who, a local New Jerseyan? Who would, who would, what Jersey guy would host The Price is Right? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't hmm. say who the host would be here. But would we should you get host? Bill Doyle to do that. Bill Big Bill Doyle. Big Bill Doyle. Yeah. Host the Price is Right. You know who who would be a good host for the Price is Right? Dennis would be a good host. Or Dennis you, would be a good host for the Price is Right. He got, he Big got, Joe would be a good host for the Price oh, is Right. Oh yeah. Right. That I'd pay to see that. Point out. <laughs> Spin the wheel. Dennis like, what are you doing? How do you not know that? <laughs> I'd be the same way. <laughs> Why would you pick that number? Yeah. Come on. That's something that always like upsets me when someone are be you like, sure? Okay. Well, no, they'll be like two hundred dollars, and the next person will be like two hundred and one. Well, there was, uh, yeah, right. There was uh, the Flintstones did the prices right. <laughs> and uh, Barney, well, I'll put in my two cents. Two cents. <laughs> uh, New Jersey, uh, does, do we have the most attractive people? Well, according to Zipia, we do have the most attractive Zippy? people. Zippy? What the hell is Zippy? Zippia. Oh, Zippia. Yeah, they, it's, I guess they make top lists. Uh, top what? Lists. They make top lists? What? No, no, top ten lists. Oh, top, top ten top lists. Lists, top lists. This is getting very risque. <laughs> Zippia and topless. Okay. So the, the top uh, five, I guess, uh, attractive states are New Jersey, right. then Hawaii, then California, Massachusetts. We are the most attractive state in the country? Yes. Get okay. the hell out of it. Really? It doesn't say according to who. So. According, according to Zippy, according to Zippy, whatever that is, isn't Zippy a chimp? I mean, what the hell is Zippy? Um, and then uh, some of the ones towards the bottom right. uh, were Mississippi, Alabama, and Missouri. Mississippi, Missouri, and Alabama. Alabama. All right. On that note, I think we should do this tomorrow night. Sounds good. It's working out just perfectly. Great job by you. This has been the Steve Travelly Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or NJ1015.com. New Jersey 101.